I got a bonus episode for you all because it is Halloween. This was my first attempt at a short story. I'd never done one before, but I had an absolute blast putting it together. So I hope you enjoy it. It was a typical South Texas October night, a night just like today. It was still warm, but the first cool autumn breeze had come to Corpus Christi. Everybody was excited because we had our first big rainstorm and the weather had cooled. Even my two dogs could feel the change in the air and eagerly anticipated their nightly walk. I could barely keep them from blasting the door open as I grabbed the leashes. Because it was so pleasant out, rather than a simple jot around the block, we decided to proceed a little longer than usual. It was evening and the sun had gone down over an hour ago. We live in a regular, but perhaps slightly upscale neighborhood. There are a few vacant yards that I will walk by in my standard mile and a half loop. The streets are mostly well lit with only a few areas by these empty yards that I would describe as truly dark. It was while approaching one of these exceptionally dark spots that my evening changed. I had been watching my dogs roll up to every street light to sniff around and what I think much like my parents with their morning newspaper. Street lights are like the news for dogs. They were exploring who had been around the block that day and wanted to know what everybody was up to. Because of this, looking at street lights, I think my eyes hadn't fully yet adapted to proper night vision. It was then that I noticed something crossing the road. I saw it first on the far side of the street and could barely make out anything, just motion noticed in my periphery. Human instinct is to track movement and soon it was directly in front of me, not 10 feet away yet I still couldn't categorize it properly. Tiny, it could have been more than eight inches high and initially because of the way it moved, I had the impression that it was a small chicken. Now I'm nearly sure there are no chickens in my neighborhood, so this caught me immediately as out of the ordinary. The more I squinted and strained to see it, the more this creature became indecipherable. I couldn't tell what it was. My brain tried to make sense of it and my initial thought of a chicken quickly changed. I thought it must be some sort of tiny dog and then immediately changed my mind to that of a possum. The more I strained, the more it seemed to change shape, but I know it wasn't truly physically changing at all. Looking back on it, I think my brain just couldn't handle what I saw. The dogs had utterly frozen. They noticed, but they didn't go after it. They didn't bark or stir and neither of them moved at all. While recollecting this encounter later from the comforts at home, I'm pretty sure I was the same. My jaw hung open, eyes squinting, breathing frozen. I was just trying to process all of it. I've heard experts talk about flight, fight, or freeze. There was no question about which F loop I was caught up in. My older dog was the first to snap out of it. He wasn't on a leash and cautiously approached the thing. He didn't run at it like he would a cat or a possum, but he approached it slowly. My puppy sat there, one paw still hanging in the air, watching his older brother, a statue. The thing ran off, moving goofily, almost unhinged, what we call in the sports world Bambi syndrome. It climbed a very short tree that couldn't have been more than three feet tall. By this time, both dogs had decided that they were interested and wanted to follow it, but neither of them ran at it like they would a typical neighborhood animal. They approached cautiously. I could barely make out the thing, but watched as it jumped off a limb and took off, running with its crazy gait over to the fence. Even as it ran, my dogs pursued, but they did not run. 
I saw nothing more than its general form scamper up a fence, quick and agile, like a monkey turning cartwheels, and then over into the Mansfield's backyard. My dog sat sniffing the fence, not barking, panting, or making any noise. Within 15 or 20 seconds, they made their way back to me, and I thought, man, that's not how they'd behave while chasing a cat or raccoon. We continued on our walk, dumbstricken. It wasn't until I got out of the dark area and back under some light that my brain started processing again. I am confident my eyes saw correctly, but my brain would not acknowledge that what I had seen crossing the street was a tiny little man. It was dark, but I definitely saw him. He dressed as if he were camping with a little sack like a hobo would have had while hopping trains a hundred years ago. What I initially had processed as fuzziness or fur was some sort of handmade sweatshirt similar to a Mexican serape. It was dark and I couldn't make out exactly what it was, but a minute or so after the fact, there was no denying it. I was about half a mile away from my house, so I had nearly 10 minutes to process what I had just seen. I wasn't on anything. I hadn't had any alcohol for weeks and I wasn't taking any medication. I knew what I saw though, and I wasn't going to tell anybody. I was somewhat fitful while I slept that night, both because of what I had seen and because holding in a secret isn't comfortable. By the following day, I had sort of rearranged things in my head, processing it in a way where I was certain that I was simply mistaken. I went on with my day like any other typical day. I drove to work. I was a solid chiropractor to people in need. I got in a great workout and I came home at the end of the afternoon and I coached soccer practice. That night was a lot easier. I had, in essence, dismissed nearly the entire issue. Though it still itched in the back recesses of my brain, it wasn't at the forefront. It wasn't until the following morning that the little man returned to my life. While my kids were eating a solid breakfast of bacon, eggs, and hash browns, one of the twins mentioned an antidote that made me nearly drop my fork. She told me that while they were at the Wilsons, our neighbors, they saw what they were sure was a tiny little man about the size of a garden gnome, peeking over the fence while they were jumping on the trampoline. She continued that there were four or five kids there and every one of them saw him. I'm sure my daughter saw something strange in my eyes as she continued on. He wasn't really scary at all. He moved like Woody from the Toy Story and it seemed like he was wearing a piece of towel or something. Then my youngest popped in. We couldn't get a very good look at him and nobody wanted to get closer. We weren't exactly scared, but it also wasn't normal. It's just not something you see every day. My wife chuckled and continued drinking her coffee. Other than the story of the little man, it was routine breakfast, nothing out of the ordinary. My daughter noticed me though, and she asked me if I believed her. I, I chuckled, of course, honey, I believe you. And then I walked out of the room. The next week wasn't like a Halloween scary movie where a bunch of things kept compounding on each other and each scene got scarier and scarier. But I'd be lying to you if I told you it just went on like everything was normal. I remember being slightly creeped out in the shower each morning before work, a sense of dread when I was returning to the house each night. I closed the blinds, tighter, and also I just wasn't sleeping great. One evening while watching TV, we heard what sounded like a rapid knock coming from outside. It was impossible to tell if the sound was produced on our front door or a window or a wall or even to tell exactly where in the house it had come from. Everyone in the house heard it. Even the dogs lifted their heads and looked towards the sound. Yet unlike when someone was at the front door, neither of them started barking, nor did they get up and go to the door. We spent three or four minutes trying to find the cause of the knock and came up with nothing. 
I can completely recall the look my dogs had when the knocking sound. We all looked around, but they had a sort of look of, you know, something different. Curiosity? I mean, certainly dogs couldn't be scared, could they? At one point, my youngest son asked me, what could I have done that, Dad? It sounded like a woodpecker on a hollow tree. That's exactly what it sounded like, and there was no evidence that we could find otherwise. That week, and honestly, since then, I'd started walking the dogs about two hours earlier each night while it was still light out. The shadows were large and they crossed the street, but I could at least still see in the shadows. I wanted nothing to do with another nighttime stroll. I wouldn't fully admit it, but I was scared when I walked alone. Also, I'd subconsciously avoid the street where I first saw the little man and I kept myself close to other walkers. On one of these walks, I saw a few of my neighbors chatting together at George's house. There must have been five or six of them. They were all kind of huddled around at this front fence in a congregation, and I approached them. They were discussing something that probably through the seasons has been forgotten, but not by me. They were looking at this little garden house George's wife had bought him years ago as a yard decoration. He said it was something that had sat outside, and he'd had it out there as a little lizard house. I knew what they were looking at, as I'd probably glanced at it hundreds of times throughout the years on the walks. He pointed to me and said, Hey, what do you make of that? The decoration house was where it had always been, yet it had been manipulated into what looked like a campsite. I couldn't talk. It was chilling to see. What could have done that, Doc? A neighbor asked. Thankfully, George spoke up first. It's absolutely crazy. I came out here about an hour ago and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The house had been used. Debris and old mesquite leaves that had been caught inside through the years had been hauled off a few feet and they were stacked. The inside was completely clean with one area that appeared to be bedding. It was soft needles that appeared to be slept in. It was just a hint of an indentation. The ground around the front door had wear. I mean, not a full path, but an obvious displacement. There even appeared to be what had been a small fire with tiny charred areas circled by pebbles and even what appeared to be a few tiny bones, possibly from a mouse or lizard nearby. It was strange to behold. There was some friendly, general discussion from the neighbors about what with all the underlying overall conclusion being that it was a Halloween prank from one of the local high school kids. I mean, it had to be, but why? Who has the time or would give the effort? We all let it just kind of sit like that just shaking our heads and slightly smiling, wondering, except for me. I wasn't smiling, and I wasn't wondering, and I didn't say a thing, and I never have until today.